Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 188, episode 5 of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American shared consciousness, and it is Friday, June 11th, 2021, the season finale. My mm. name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I like the way you chewed that right there, because there's <laughs> the thighs when you're walking let down your hair. I like the way you chewed that right there. Tip that do when you're talking that make me stare. That is courtesy of Adult Monster. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! And I may find myself hosting a podcast with Jack. And I may find myself in another part of L.A. with a comfortable couch and weed in my pipe. And I may ask myself... <laughs> How did I get here? And let me go to the part where the thing comes in. Um, uh, I'm Miles Gray, and I host a podcast as the days go by. Daily zeitgeist, all I know. Enter the news again. Into the silent Twitter. Under the rocks and stones, there are hot takes underground. Oh my God! Ooh. Gray as it ever was. Gray Shout as out to it ever Hannah was. Ramick view. Damn! I see you, Hannah Soltis. I Coming even know back that Discord. With a vengeance. I know that display name. Thank you. One of the greats, right there. Yeah. That was one of my right favorite there, AKs of all time. May. Right there. Uh, <laughs> I will be pronounced for the entirety of this episode. I will be pronouncing there as there. Oh, Jack O'Brien. You lived in East St. Louis for a little bit. Uh, of course. Of you said okay. So far east that it was Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> well, we are thrilled, Miles, to be joined by a very funny uh, comedian and activist and just one of our favorite guests on Daily Zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. She was the host of the award-winning podcast, Good Muslim, Bad Muslim. Uh, she's the senior fellow on comedy at the Pop Culture Collab. She's written in the New York Times, uh, wrote and performed a piece on NPR's Fresh Air, for some lesser podcaster known as Terry Gross. <laughs> and yeah, just one of the greats, the hilarious, the talented Zara Norbach. What What's up? Welcome. Welcome it's my back. Birthday. Is it your birthday? It's your birthday. Oh Happy my birthday. Goodness. Happy birthday. Yeah. Tavalo, Tavalo. <laughs> to get that. Mubarak, Mubarak, Mubarak. Mubarak. Doing, hey, when I used to do birthday parties in LA, I knew how to get down and happy birthday in so many languages. So, yeah. I'm so impressed. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Are you doing anything special? Like, so last year was a pandemic birthday. This year right. is like a half pandemic birthday. Are you doing anything? So I'm a new mom. Mm -hmm. I know. Congratulations. We got to meet Boba before uh, we started recording. He's a puppy. Mm -hmm. And that's one my... of the cutest puppies I think he's I've seen. He's a super cutie. And uh, oh, that's Wookiee that's child. growling. Wookiee just came in. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what are you he's talking like, about, your child? He's like, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the oldest. I'm the what babysitter. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> How's that been? A delight. Mm -hmm. I I love walking into pee puddles around yeah, that's the house. The best. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. You used to nice have to and pay cold, for that. so it happened like a while ago, and it set in. Oh, that's the best. Oh, there oh. and there's something too about puppies. They're just like emitting oxytocin. Yeah, right. So you like you don't feel mad at them. You're just happy all the time. Right. Just like yeah. Ah. 
you're like, oh man, like that was a family heirloom you destroyed, but your tail, your little tail's wagging. <laughs> right. Something about my hormones are just delighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, happy birthday to you. Thank you. I'm gonna um, be playing with my puppy. Yeah. Okay, I'm nice. gonna that's watch great... Jaws. Yes. Oh. Is that your favorite movie? Yeah, that's my favorite. Me too. Dunno. Look at the Dunno. And we're almost the exact Dunno. same age, I think. So Oh my god, like... you're twenty five? What? Yeah. We I'm turning <laughs> twenty I'm also turning twenty six in July. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that something about that age, even though we were not born yet when that movie came out, it was just really hitting a cultural moment when we were like four. Well, I hope you guys come to my 21st birthday. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really cool. Finally. Are you guys worried about the 27 Club? Oh, my God. Ugh, you know. I remember 27. Okay, no, for real, I'm 41. Shout out to all the women I know above 40. 41, yeah. one, 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 one. And uh, I tried to keep my organs till 50. Lost one. Uh-huh. But, uh, hey, <laughs> I got a puppy. So <laughs> <laughs> it all works out. Shout out to you. Shout out to Jaws. One of the greats. Did y'all think your mm. life was going to peak at 27? Oh, yeah. I really did. Like going into that year, I was like, yo, this is it. This is it. Get ready. And I'm like unemployed living at my mom's house. <laughs> 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 Wait, are you for opposite? real 27 right now? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Wow, what a compliment, though. Um, yeah, thank you so much. No, I, I will just be, never know anymore. I will be right. 37 this fall. But yeah, I just think about like the really yeah, like just these, these like numbers in your mind of like truly like, man, like the great, like the five people, like artists that I fucked with is like, okay, that's an interesting coincidence. And somehow <laughs> I thought like I would get in touch with some kind of like super artistic power or something. Didn't happen that way. You would just mm. harness it. I just harnessed it to steal food uh, from my PA <laughs> gigs when I worked on Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> oh, my God. When my mom was my age, she had four kids, a mortgage, and three jobs. Yeah. Oof. And yeah, now I, I still go to her house, same house, to uh, steal her groceries. Right, right, right. Come Some paper towels. To my apartment. Yeah. When my dad was my age, I, I was getting in trouble for drinking. Like, that's... I was old enough, and he was just that old man who was always on my back. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, ooh. Yeah, just, man, what, how different it was. I saw a meme recently that was like, you know, baby boomers, like, starting families in the 80s, and they're just like, I don't know, I guess this is what I do, and, like, it's easy to get a mortgage. I don't know if this is even what I want. And then it's like, yeah, a lot of our parents kind of went into life like being like, I think this is what I'm going to do, yeah. maybe not. And then they're like, sorry. Your mom and I kind we that sort of wasn't it. It turns out, but right, right. Moving on. Oh, hold up, my husband's home. I'm not uh -oh. a single mom anymore. Uh -oh. Hey, oh, no. husband, come get the boys. <laughs> More get the wine. kids. I'm doing a show. <laughs> husband, husband. It's so good to be here. <laughs> oh, you just I didn't know if that was a bit and then your husband just walked in in the background <laughs> wearing all black like he's working yeah. in a production <laughs> just dutifully don't be a distraction with your loud colors <laughs> I, every time I try to do a joke with American idioms I just fall on my face miserably please <laughs> you take it say? away what were you about to say you, now you have to tell us <laughs> I can't. it's gonna be so spare the rod 
break the child. I have no idea. <laughs> right. even... Spare the rod, spoil the child, which true to mean? this give day. Them, give them what they want. Don't hit them. It means if you don't hit your child, you're going to spoil them. Oh, not like, yo, yeah, yeah. spare the rod, spoil your child. <laughs> No, yeah, no, no, like it's that. not. I don't believe that's how it originated. Oh, that okay. might be how. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody sparing the rod in right. my house. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Call my mom Rod Strickland. <laughs> rod Strickland. <laughs> yeah. All right, Zara, we're going to get to know you better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We're going to talk about Kamala Harris's mm. immigration trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about Caitlyn Jenner's new attack ad. We're going to talk about the latest vaccine conspiracy theory, which this one has been debunked for decades, I believe. We're going to talk about those uh, Chinese elephants. Uh, we're going to talk about the state of the cruise line industry oh, no. and why Florida is screwing them over. Uh, Ron DeSantis, not so good for uh, one of his state's biggest industries. All of that, plenty more. But first, Zara, we like to ask our guest. As you know, what is something from your search history? I got to read this to you. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> white supremacy culture in organizations. Okay. White supremacy culture in organizations. Okay. What are you yeah. working on? What you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm dealing with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Some some folks just not being cool. Mm-hmm. You know, while I'm a, an artist trying to put together portfolio works. Right. Mm. Please. Venmo me so I can finish my comedy special, guys. Just Venmo me. What's your Venmo? Yeah. What's your at? Z A H R A comedy. There Do it is. is. Easy. Yo. Z A H R A. Hey, everyone's hit her with a buck real quick. Boom. Yeah, yeah. A Do buck, it. throw a couple. We got 500 million it. listeners. That's a half billion right there. You know hey! what I mean? Hey! <laughs> Just a dollar each, all of you. I you love always don't? that math being like, yep, yeah, if everyone's a dollar, oh, that's a million dollars right there. We're good. So this is a special, I saw you say that you sold out a 700 seat show and you're now trying to just do the post on it. You got the material. It's good. The world needs to see it. Come through for Zara. Come through, folks. I want to I want to share it with the world. It's called On Behalf of All Muslims. And while I was kind of like <laughs> working on how to put it together and get it out there and make y'all Muslim. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's the goal of course <laughs> a friend of mine sent me this amazing article and it's okay so check this out there are sort of like tests to see if you're perpetuating white supremacy culture in your organization your place mm. of work or in your relationships are you highlighting perfectionism including mm. the worship of the written word like one right way to do a thing or either or thinking mm. do you feel a right to comfort, including a fear of open conflict. Mm. And of course, individualism, hyper-individualism, and progress is bigger or more. So like progress as in like anything that's quote-unquote progressive value as objective, looking at, you know, constant sense of urgency. I don't know how those two fit together. Mm. But uh, I'm just going to condemn people for it from now on. Well, constant sense of urgency, in my experience in organizations, means that there is a like just a constantly shifting set of priorities. And so you will have people put put forward, you know, the importance of progressive ideals in one moment. But then 
there's not the sustained and this might not be what this thing is saying but that is something that i think you see inside organizations is that there's always just a new urgent task that needs to be accomplished and you can't exactly always behind always chasing no time for reflection usually my search history especially on a friday morning would be more like you know Two milf sixty nine of Subway <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> Two milf sixty nine of Subway Hold sandwich. Hold on, <laughs> that, that's an American idiom, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just get them wrong. But it's me. It's smart. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that sense of urgency <laughs> thing is—it's sort of like you know, it, it hijacks the energy to do think yes. something substantive because if right. everything else is so fucked, then how the fuck could you get to the? You wait, hold on, you want me to change everything right now? We're barely getting. So I get that because that is—I think you see that across society. Yeah. Uh, well, and I was term, just gonna right. say, we just came out of four years of just constant urgency, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a white supremacist. Cheeto maniac. Did that oh, happen? Yes, beef. it did. Is he a white supremacist? Gesture the Cheeto? Come on. Come on. He's the least <laughs> racist person you'll ever meet, uh, according <laughs> oh, to him. According. Oh, God. <laughs> and nobody yeah. else. Him and his uh, big, big, below average son. <laughs> what is something that you think is overrated? Overrated is sweets. I'm just going to say. I'm not a sweets <gasps> wow. person. Wow. Yeah. I'm coming in hard. I'm 41. I'm not here to make friends anymore. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I did not come here to make friends. I want the cheese and bacon scone. I don't Straight care about savory. the blueberry. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. I... Do you like desserts? <laughs> I love that, like, in all the times I've done this with you, this is the first time you guys will mm. oh, recalibrate I... on this. Hmm. Just, I want to... I want to I want to understand where you're coming from because I'm All the right. same way. Pastries, like if I'm at a coffee shop, I'm not getting a sweet pastry. I'm getting savory pastry. Ooh, right? I love a what? sweet with a uh, with some coffee. But no, I, to so, me, I'm usually so hungry. I'm like, man, give me that thing because I'm hungry. I want to eat like a fucking meal and like fruity pastry, like with sweet shit, is not like it doesn't feel nourishing to me. I'm not talking about sweet. fruit, man. Always chocolate like creamy. or icing. Yeah, no, just in general, I I opt for the the savory when I'm at the coffee shop, for sure. I'm trying to get myself to a place where I I live my life as though I believe that sweets are overrated. (laughs) And because like I instead of I'm just keeping all like very sugary things out of my household so that I can't eat them like right before I go to bed and, you know, feel like shit. But I'm like at my core, Jamie Loftus mentioned her Dunkin' Donuts order to me a week ago, I think. And I've <laughs> not been able to stop thinking about it and like wanting to go get, go get that shit. <laughs> it's just been like echoing in your head like, yeah. metal plan, Lisa needs braces. You're like, oh my God, I need What's What was the donut? That, what was the so combo? It's, that- I, I've never had it. Because I always assumed that their uh, cream-filled donuts were were filled with that like kind of custardy thing that isn't pure sugar, and she yeah. revealed to me that actually they make donuts that are filled with icing, which oh is like that's just an icing bomb. That's just a sugar oh bomb, God. and that is what my brain craves. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I I try to eat less sweets, but then. 
The second I walk through the grocery store and it's just like, yo, man, buy six pints. And they're like basically two bucks each. I'm like, fuck, say less. Let's go. <laughs> Get the Talenti gelato, the fucking the, the Magnum thing that has just like that plate of chocolate on top. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I feel you with the as you were saying in a pastry world and I'm like there to order something. I I opt for the savory. It's more. I don't know why it's more interesting to me. Agree. Mm. What's your favorite savory snack, Zara? At, in San Francisco, there's this joint, Craftsman and Wolf. They have inside of a bacon and cheese muffin a soft-boiled egg. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. <gasps> what? It's that beautiful. is a. I, I'm like <laughs> just like envisioning that in my like world's changing. <laughs> That's yeah, it is just life altering. You bite into that gorgeousness, that yolk just envelops you. Yeah, yeah. And they take yes. the shell off and everything of the egg. How? How do they do this? What the? Fuck? That's amazing. What is uh? What is something that you think is underrated? Chocolate mixed with fruit. Mm, Okay. Mixing it up. <laughs> okay, so sweets are overrated. <laughs> Chocolates mixed with fruits are underrated. I love it. I love it. Okay, go on. I'm just walking contradictions, y'all. Which which fruits? Fruits. I hate. Okay, I'll say this. I don't like orange and chocolate. Never was able to get down with that. If it's overly citrusy, I'm. I've been. I've had trouble. But I appreciate I'm, I'm that. My to, brother's the same way. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what happened to you guys uh, that ruined you, <laughs> but uh, you know. It's I, I feel you a little bit that like the having those like strands, the citrus, like fibrousness used to fuck with me a little bit to combine that with chocolate. But I got over that. Real the quick. Fibrousness? I would have thought it's the acidity. That's that could also be it. That could also be it. Yeah. Is this also this feels like the most curmudgeon -y conversation to have about <laughs> sweet. How do they make you feel? What's your ideal <laughs> fruit chocolate combo? We Berries. Berries with milk or with dark chocolate? Always dark chocolate. Wow. Okay. Uh, Miles, so do you, you don't fuck with orange and chocolate. Is there a uh, chocolate fruit combo that you... Uh, cherries? Like ones that make sense, like, you know, bananas and chocolate. Like, I, mm. I can get down with that. Like a chocolate banana crepe. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, when I'm in Japan, I oh, eat that. Yum. Like, yeah, oh, like those a, crepes are so good. Yeah, like, you know, that's when I those combinations kind of get to me, but... Yeah, I don't, it's it's really because I remember once like some like European orange chocolate or something my parents had laying around the house and I thought like, oh, here we go chocolate. And it just felt, it was such a violent combo in my mouth that I was like, I can't, this isn't, my childish mind cannot handle this combination. It's a lot of acidity. Yeah, a little, a little too much, a little too much. So you're just talking about like a chocolate from like a box of chocolates that had like an orange cream filling? Is that? No, or like they have ones that are innately like infused with like, it's like an orangey right. chocolate yeah. flavor. Okay. Or like I've had the ones you. where it'll be like candied sort of citrus fruit mm. with chocolate around it. And I'm like, mm. what are we doing here? Wow. Yeah, fuck that. I'm a purist, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little closed minded when it comes to Mm. Venmo Zara Comedy. That's Z A H R A Comedy. Your money now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break while people go do that, and we will be right back.
And we're back. And the vice president, Kamala Harris, is all over the media right now. A lot of it for just sort of, did you see the way she answered that question? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Just like kind of bullshitty, misogynistic type uh, critiques. But, you know, she was down there on official business as the the head of the immigration policy, which is a very difficult job. And objectively, like, how, how do we think she did? I don't I mean, look, you some people are like she's been sabotaged by being put on that. And I get that to a certain extent, because it's it's like the one issue Americans have just no imagination for. So it ends up always just turning into a thing where it's like, if you if you show any kind of empathy, Republicans go, oh, it's open borders, no borders. Yeah, well, who gives a shit anyway? Like, what right. what the fuck are these borders that we're even talking about? But it's like they're, they're, it's open season on everything and blah 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 blah. So th- that's going to be the one side where it's it's difficult to show any heart because you're afraid of the outrage on the right. And then progressives will always feel like it's always lacking because it's going to be something of like, well, we have to project strength, and it's like. Do you? I'm not sure that's the solution. Um, and I and I understand that and all of that is looked at through the prism of her being a woman of color. So it's just it's a very hard thing for people to have like clearly on the right, there's no way for them to have any kind of objective analysis of like what's happened because it's just gonna be like, she's angry and look at her, and now she's just and she just yep. laughs off questions when Lester Holt yep. says, What should you do? She doesn't take it seriously. And then there's also people of color who are like, yo, you're mother is an immigrant and like don't you also understand like what that means the ability to want to pursue something better for yourself and your family or to escape some kind of oppression or violence and i think yeah it's a really charged debate i think she was damned either way and i'm not really as focused on like what she could have said or couldn't say the thing that really strikes me is this idea of like well we're here to go after the root causes of the immigration like you know that's why i'm not at the border because i i want to go to the places where people are coming from that's mm. why she was in guatemala and flatly said do not come whoa uh mm. excuse you yeah do not come what the fuck are you talking about and then saying well you know that's also because it's not that you know obviously that we understand the situation there but we want to invest a lot of money billions of dollars into these countries to try and address the issues that are even having people flee. But it's like this, the most American shit where you're like outwardly being like, we want to help them and we're going to do everything we can. But at the same time, you completely ignore how the region yeah. got to where it's at. Mm-hmm. Like the U.S., it the root cause is the U.S. <laughs> it's American intervention and the propping up of corrupt regimes that do as they are told. That is the root cause. It's not. Oh, man, it's the corruption in these. It's like, where do you think it's all born out of? Because when people in, in Latin America were, you know, say fruit growers were asking for a fair share of profits or there are popular leaders who were, you know, gaining a lot of popular support for being critical of a corrupt class of wealthy oligarchs. Or maybe your local military didn't have enough training or weapons to put down uprisings. Uncle Sam will come right in and help you do all that shit. And that's the root cause of of so much of the societal ills that are being experienced by these people. So that's why I'm just like, what the fuck? This yeah, is so also, American. Like, root doing? cause at this stage, like now you want to look at root causes? Like, <laughs> right. 
some right. stuff's happened. <laughs> yeah. my, maybe, maybe after, you know, addressing some immediate need, then let's take a look at root cause. But to like step into something in the middle of a crisis and be like, let's unearth the root cause right. here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do some therapy. Let's uh, think about our childhoods. Yeah, no, people aren't fleeing the country because of like potholes and you fill the potholes and they're good. Like it's there's lots of problems. You need a two pronged approach that is, yes, you acknowledge the root cause and also acknowledge America is part of it. But you also have to be willing to accept people who are fleeing for their lives. Like, you can't just be like, sorry, we'll uh, just have a little patience for us. Yeah. This is, and this is the weird shit that they hand to Muslims all the time, where they'll say, like, you know, let's take a look at the root causes of terrorism. And it's always just American an opportunity to. Yeah, well, and to label people as innately violent. Right, right. You know, like the number of times that I'd be in high school and college history classes and, you know, teachers were hosting, quote unquote, healthy debate to understand if, like, Muslims are just innately violent. Like, that was a question, you know, and I'm sure it's still a question people ask. So, like. To hear them be like, you know, what's the root cause here? It's like, what are you hoping that's going to be? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I, I don't know. And it's just, again, it allows an, another opportunity for America to act like they're trying to fix a problem that they created yes. while ignoring their hand in creating the problem. Like, you know, a lot of the violence you see in these countries is because of the civil wars that were that happened because the United States were being like, uh, we want more like we want someone more autocratic that we can kind of like tamp down these like you know, <laughs> and these like communist sharing society type feelings that are coming out of here. And then you get these guerrilla factions that brew up and now you have a civil war and now it's completely destabilized mm-hmm. and you wonder why they can't get it to like what's happened. Well, right. look back, look, look at Ronald Reagan's policies like it's look at the just the history of invasion of the invasions that have happened in Latin America throughout the years. And then to just keep it up is like, man, they don't just have enough jobs over there. I think that's the deal. And like, maybe if we can do some infrastructure, oh plans, like come the fuck on all that to say, is just, it's, it was more just to me be more exasperated saying, well, you're willfully missing the point here because really you'd want to say, yeah, you know what? Like we need to figure out a way to like revitalize these economies in a way that all of the people of these countries are able to benefit from like whatever whatever is happening but that's a model that's a model that the united states has been violently avoiding for a a century now yeah is that really what they want i mean also the other thing that's bizarre to me is that the level of destabilization that trump instituted at the border is like on par with the same kinds of destabilization that george bush was accused of with iraq and that region and the the terror cells that, that that also wound up creating, am I right? Like, is this? I'm I'm less of a foreign policy por- person. I'm uh, I'm more of a shoot shoot for my jock. Is that another <laughs> shoot that's for an my jock? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be if it's not. Yeah. Oh, no. God. I mean the like. I got some feels in my jock about this. The in Iraq, it was the U.S. backing Saddam Hussein because he was uh, an authoritarian who they felt like they could control over anybody who had like you know social progressive 
ideals on their I'm side. I'm talking, yeah, the George the George W. era, right. where it was like so destabilized. Yeah, and then they were like, you know, go in, fight him, take him down, and then assume that democracy would blossom because I don't know, just because. Yeah, I, I think it's just going in messing messing with entire societies without having a a plan or doing the necessary uh, groundwork. Well, in yeah, addition to that, the, there were these interrogation spaces that were specifically to like, you know, torture. Yeah. Quote unquote terrorists. Right. And what they found was that it wound up actually creating terrorist sub organizations because those folks would, you know, like hang mm-hmm. and, and then come together. And when they, you know, sort of just like left the George W. presidency. Like they just were like, peace out on like all of that mess that they created. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then those folks went on to get funded by probably Putin via Saudi Arabia, all these webs of funding that came out in the Panama Papers and became part of groups like ISIS. Right. And then you've got a similar kind of thing happening with what Trump had done at the border and, you know, with the putting children in cages and separating families and creating mm-hmm. these divides and throughout the region and then just being like, peace out. And it's bizarre to me that we're not thinking about like, OK, those were tactics to create terrorist factions and create destabilization in the Middle East so that it would be perpetually at war as a method of control. So. Right. What are we doing with a guy that we're still not sure about when it comes to treason who did that on our border right? for us to enjoy for years to come? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what well, I think because what it also does is we've seen the industries that in immigration enforcement has created. Like, when well, was crime going down and the prison industrial complex isn't focused on like people within our borders? Well, criminalize the people who are trying to come into the country, too. And you've seen the amount of funding that goes to these these companies, these organizations or whatever, you know, these they're, they're companies that build these facilities and things like that. And we haven't seen the funding really dwindle from this administration either. So, you know, it's <laughs> it's all just this sort of like self-perpetuating issue that as much as you want to talk root causes, it's like that's mm. just it, it 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 rings hollow when you're not really talking about the root causes or at least wanting mm-hmm. to have bring the clarity of historical context and what the United States hand is in all of this to then begin talking about root causes. Because again, it's just a disingenuous way to absolve the United States from any responsibility for why people are coming here. And I think people were able to see a little bit more clearly after the after the year 2020 and the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, the George Floyd protests a little they were able to connect a little more clearly what they were seeing happen to Palestinians, to kind of the oppression that Americans were seeing at home. And I, you know, same shit in, you know, Central and South America, same, they were using the same tactics they used on the Black Panther movement. They were for the past century assassinating leaders who the, the more promising the leader, the more likely they were to assassinate them so that they could put just some military dictator in place that they thought that they could control. But like 
things like that, like individual moments where you murder Fred Hampton in his bed or take out a leader who has like this groundswell uprising of like populist support. Like that is in- incredibly impactful. That just kneecaps any sort of movement. Like what what do you do after somebody gets away with assassinating your most promising, most talented people and then nothing happens? Like no there's no justice. Like that immediately takes all the power out of the, you know, any any sort of ideals of justice in that society. And then we come in and be like got to get at the root cause here guys yeah <laughs> it's just yeah someone keeps putting bombs on these people's planes huh <laughs> what's going on weird let's talk about caitlin jenner she has issued a new attack ad Scathing. on gavin newsom that is you know oh man she's really running she's running his neck <laughs> dude coming for his headpiece right now right i mean look she's running as a republican that's already the Biggest head scratcher, you know, the party that's engaged in an active campaign to erase trans people. Okay, what? uh, Sure. If I even get over that mental hurdle, this latest attack ad, it's almost like, do you not know who you are, Caitlyn Jenner, and like the Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. you have access to? Mm -hmm. So this is her new ad that says that's calling Gavin Newsom King Newsom. Fox 11 in Los Angeles obtained these photos of the governor and his wife at a party at the French Laundry, a Napa Valley restaurant, one of the most expensive on the West Coast. Nobody's faces were covered, but the governor has been preaching something different in public. Wear your masks. Practice physical distancing. I think it's highly hypocritical of him. The governor just is not practicing what he preaches. Oh, that's factual. What on earth were you thinking? Gavin Newsom doesn't deserve to be our governor governor. is what it says. And then it says Caitlin for California. It's (sighs) first of all, congratulations on jib jab for continuing to get production work uh, (laughs) this late. Cause it was, was if you see it, it looks like it was produced by jib jab. (laughs) That's all they, that's all they have though. Like I thought, you know, when, when people were talking about Gavin Newsom being recalled, be like around the French laundry thing, I thought that was going to be, like a foothold that they then used to build a larger case about like, you know, his mishandling yeah. of things. But that is, that's, he's I mean, based he's on that game. ad, that's what they got, <laughs> man. That's all they got. Who is running your fucking campaign? That's, I, I, I here's the thing, you know, what like, if it works? I, I don't understand, right? Like the French, I get it. I get the hypocrisy of him saying doing this. And then, yeah, you're popping off at the French laundry. Okay. Yeah, like, that was a bad. Sure. Look. Mm-hmm. But like Jenner's missing the entire point, even of like what what her own wealth is. Like while she's over there hurling things like, this person thinks they're king, huh? Can you believe how they're just <laughs> flouting shit with their ability because of their proximity to wealth and power and privilege that they can just skirt shit? I mean, mind you, Caitlyn Jenner killed somebody in a car accident because she was texting on her phone and you know, was able to skirt charges, even though that could have been a manslaughter charge, and even had the audacity to tell the stepchildren of the person that was killed, oh, I don't owe them shit. It's not like they were supporting what? them, and they want to come soon. Like, their their whole the whole energy from the gender camp was like, they don't, they, they don't deserve shit. 
So um, it's a, it, I'm, 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 I'm starting to miss the part where Caitlyn Jenner is this benevolent God who has a track record of not maybe doing the same shit that Gavin Newsom is. I, even when you read, she like, does when, live pretty humbly, Miles. Like in right. the divorce <laughs> from Chris Jenner, she was like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy one of these like gaudy mansions, like my kids that my kids live in. <laughs> I'm just gonna buy a three thousand five hundred square foot bedroom clifftop home in Malibu. That's all. Yeah. So that's it. It's a humble little. Okay, this is a direct quote. Yeah. It's a humble little place. I bought an airplane, just a small one. <laughs> because I've always been into aviation and Chris didn't like that. So I've been out of it for 15 years. I bought a couple little race cars. She said, what? come like, on. Yo, what? Huh? What? Also, on top of that, when they talk about their divorce, in the divorce, they said, Caitlin got the $250,000 Sherwood Country Club membership that Chris bought her two decades earlier. Oh, okay. oh, wow. What the? You are a country club card carrying private plane flying yep. little race car having just oligarch you you royalty too i don't know what the fuck you're trying to say here like you're more real people don't seem to hear that though people don't seem to get that right because then like the same thing happened with trump where people were like oh he's a straight shooter he's a businessman and it was like he's a businessman that's filed chapter 11 what's that more times <laughs> than what what do you mean he's a successful businessman you know like the, and it's interesting to me that she's steering the conversation into a battle on lifestyle because that's one that the Kardashians can fight. Yeah. Right. Seriously. You know, like it's like when you're hanging out with your old grandpa whose memory's kind of failing them and every conversation they have, they sort of like steer toward the conversation that they know how to win. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. You're like, hold on, right. hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Wait a second. we're talking about. I asked. Because their whole like their whole rhetoric Right. With like Kylie and everything is like the self-made billionaire, you know, the self-made Kardashians like this whole. Yeah. By the way, mm -hmm. we need to take down the country clubs in Los Angeles. That needs to be. We'll we'll do a longer story on that. But that is. You mean the parks of, that we fund? The parks that we fund for <laughs> rich people that we're not allowed into. Yeah. That have the most prime real estate in Los Angeles for parks that are just playgrounds for. 55 year old fucking business mm -hmm. executives to yeah. wine and dine each other mm -hmm. yeah no they, that's they do enjoy some invisibility don't they oh my god yeah it's it's wild i mean anytime i remember the first time the the wilshire country club when i drove like when i saw what it actually was i always just thought like it was this weird thing like a like the back of a neighborhood that i right. didn't know what was going on and then I knew somebody who's who's like they some kid on my hockey team, their backyard butted up against it. And I was like, yo, what's all this shit back here? They're like, oh, that's the country club. I'm like, the what the the huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in the middle of right where I've been walking through all the time. And I didn't know <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. There used to be this like golf course right in the middle of this housing complex where I grew up. And if they chucked a golf ball through your window you just got like a 500 dollars check on your door <laughs> just hey sorry about That's that just, yeah we got people to take care of that for us yeah thank you that would be just I, like standard practice that would be an interesting domino to fall like if somehow there you could create enough of a groundswell publicly where like this like the counties are like you know what you're right these need to be made public oh, I like if people and would turned I think, into not melt. golf courses but yeah yeah I mean, there's just 
it is truly like it it will be the last domino to fall because it is truly like all it, it's a combination of like the fact that we are an oligarchy so much of the power is held by the extremely wealthy the extremely wealthy like cosset themselves in inside these like little clubs where the public can't get to them like it's so many things have to fall but it seems like nobody other than this one Malcolm Gladwell podcast uh, is making this case. And it, it feels like somebody needs to do that in the in the realm of politics. And I'm guessing Caitlyn Jenner's not going to do it since she is a member. Right. Oh, God, if only we could get into the place where the serfs can't enter. Anyway, tell us more about King Gavin. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. All right, uh, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back and wanted to check in with one of the newest anti-vaxxer conspiracy theories. They're fun. hard to keep up with. I love conspiracies. Yeah. This one's actually kind of fun because they claim that the vaccine makes you magnetic. What? So, like personality-wise? No. Because I will I say it does. <laughs> yeah. I'm cheating at this point. Suddenly the camera <laughs> loves you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> So the Ohio House Health Committee uh, had a meeting uh, earlier this week in which Dr. Sherry Tenpenny testified in favor of a bill that would keep a business or the government from requiring vaccinations. And she ranted not only about 5G, but how the vaccine will magnetize you, citing, like any good medical professional would, those, quote, pictures all over the Internet. So... She's previously uh, advocated against the use of face masks and falsely claimed that the vaccine will mess up your sperm count. And then she was followed by a woman claiming to be a registered nurse who defended the magnet claim, offering as evidence how a key can stick to her chest, <laughs> followed by repeated failed attempts to stick it to her neck. <laughs> it wouldn't stick. Yo. You can have a little glue on there just to cheat. Come on now. And then confidently <laughs> concluding. Yeah. She's like, I mean, look at this. And then after it didn't stick to her a number of times, she said, yeah, if somebody could explain this, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. You know you're what? full of I shit. Like She's like me. We shoot from the jock. <laughs> Shooting from, from the, the jock. jock. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, ten pennies, that same woman we covered in the past who had that like boot camp for people who wanted to like be like anti-vaxxer like uh just misinformation spreaders like right. where people pay like 600 bucks oh. and then she was like giving these people being like this is how you can like get in someone's head and get them all like uneasy about vaccines oh and like they did role playing and that shit not terrorism come on <laughs> hey because yeah. it's uh look i'm just, just I mean, these are my opinions these are my opinions these are my opinions <laughs> but you might as well be a chocolate cake mixed with oranges thank you right because mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> i will reject it so videos and pictures of people sticking magnets and metal objects to their bodies have popped up on social media oh my God. prompting a covid vaccine magnet challenge this is a old trick that's oh used by you know hucksters and uh, magicians mm -hmm. and it's been debunked 
like decades ago, but probably hundreds of years ago. Right. First of all, from from the just vaccine perspective, the shot is less than a millimeter. Uh, so even if it was filled with a magnetic metal, and we shouldn't have to say this, but it is not, it would not be enough to attract a magnet once it was spread through your body. If it did somehow contain that amount of metal, you would just have a metal ball in your arm right there, <laughs> and it would result in a lump and intense pain, so you'd notice that right away. What? Also, microchips don't, like, this is supposed, supposed to prove that they're microchips. Microchips don't attract magnets, but... There's metals in it, though, Jack, and that's the narrow thing I heard <laughs> I to then go down this road. There's metals in it. But every <laughs> instance of somebody claiming to be magnetic has been proven. All the ones that people were able to actually investigate uh, has been proven to just be they have sticky skin. Right. Like, you're oily. Ew, you're sweaty. Skin. And yeah, you're oily. You're Take when I was I did the same shit when I was 13 going through puberty. And I could make a fucking spoon stick to my cheek or my nose and yeah. shit. Everyone was laughing because I was a greasy skinned fucking turd boy. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. My mom be like, it's disgusting. I go wash that shit off. I'm not eating with these nose greased spoons. But like that, this is, yeah, uh, whatever. The worst Wu-Tang AKA is greasy skinned turd boy. Uh, <laughs> greasy skinned turd boy? <laughs> but the whole thing with this, the idea, even if you, like anyone who's even ingested some kind of like metal errantly like you can that if there was any kind of magnetic force you would feel that shit like it wouldn't just be like oh it's sticking to me it's like no this thing's trying to rip through my skin on the other side because Whoa. of the magnetic field or whatever because you know like as a kid i remember as a kid i almost ate a magnet and i yeah, yeah a bunch of magnets and then my mom was like what the fuck are you doing and i was like what and then i saw she showed me this thing about how like when it can get enter your uh, intestinal, your your digestive Whoa. system, like the, if the magnets are separated, they will then cling within your body and cause tremendous damage. So I'm, I'm a little old school. I still treat my incontinence with mercury, and it's, <laughs> it's no joke out here, guys. <laughs> I'm still licking lead. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So James Randi, the great, the dearly departed, uh, R.I.P., went on TV with a guy who claimed to have magnetic powers. This was like. The humans can have magnetic powers like Michael Jordan, the guy that everyone was like, oh, yeah, you don't think he has. Ma we have magnetic what? powers. Look at this guy. He is straight up magnetic. Mm -hmm. And he demonstrated uh, his magnetic powers to the amazement of the audience. And then James Randy, Randy uh, simply applied talcum powder to the guy's skin. And suddenly uh, his nothing would stick to him because. Hold on. What's in that powder you put on me? Hold on. Right. What's, hold on. Now we need to talk to James <laughs> oh Randy. because This shit was working before he made my skin less sticky. But this is like something that pops up every like 10 years. Uh, 10 years ago, mm. a seven year old Serbian kid claimed to be magnetized and even fooled MSNBC. Uh -huh. But it, it too was just that he <laughs> was, quote, a particularly sticky boy. Uh, <laughs> which. I'm curious. I, I'm more interested I in that. I saw that porn. I have to say, it. I saw that porn. I clicked on it. It was in my search history. Incre particularly <laughs> sticky boy. <laughs> but, what was it? Milf 69 a Subway sandwich? Milf 69 Subway sandwich. I'm more boy. interested in the science of particularly sticky people. Like, that's yeah. more fun to me. It's like, yo, oh, I don't yeah. know, man. My cousin, the stickiest motherfucker you ever met. I don't know <laughs> I what the fuck's going on with talk. that. You the know what I mean? shit that comes out of our skin when talk. we're, when we're uh, teenagers is just, 
Yeah, that they should be. I'm also not going to shower. Yeah, and tell everyone I'm magnetic. Yeah, right. there you go. Yet, Absolutely. yeah, whatever your however your man magnetically charged is actually repelling people somehow. So that's how I know oh. I'm also magnetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, and it's not the odor. Let's talk about uh, the cruise line industry, an industry that I are they back. I have sworn off. I was I've sworn I'd never go on a cruise ship, and then. I inadvertently these emails with the deals. Yeah, these deals are unbelievable. <laughs> All you can eat. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> but yeah, I, there there is a kid's book with a picture of a, a cruise ship in it that. My kids are now like that's all Goodbye. that I do is go on a cruise ship. Yeah. Uh, so there's already so many comic friends of mine that are doing cruises again. Yeah. Like yeah. oh, performing. It's... Yeah, they're already into it. Damn, it's back. I know. Oh, you want to know another anecdotal thing that is changing now that the world's opening back up is insurance Always. companies are pressuring uh, therapists to no longer basically saying we won't we won't pay for therapy unless it's done in person because wow. too many y'all need it. Yeah, too many people have used therapy and now insurance companies are like, well, this isn't as much of a moneymaker, even though it's like the best thing for the mental health That's of the country. That's not how insurance works. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't get to say, wait a minute, my profit margin's not what it was. That is exactly <laughs> how insurance works. Because <laughs> I think even United Healthcare is like, we may say no to like emergency room visits soon. It's like, wait, yeah. what? What? Yeah, it's bad. Oh, my God. But These it, are all based off of laws during, is it George W.? Is that right? Or is it Clinton? Those healthcare laws that make it so that they can debate these things like these used to not be debatable. Right. Yeah. Right. right. It's like, no, yeah. these are these should be standards. It's like, well, what if a lot of people need help? Can you really have market economy if you can't starve to death? I mean, come on. If you can't <laughs> oh die God. because you're too poor, then how are we really going to motivate people to get out there and work? Put I mean, their back into it. Eat the rich. Yep. But yeah, so there is a plan for the cruise industry to open back up. A key point of this plan was that the CDC is requiring cruise ships to make sure that the vast majority of people on board have been fully vaccinated. That is 98% of crew members, 95% of passengers, uh, which is a super high standard. But cruise ships are basically like floating cities where Everybody just like strangers are crammed together. And one thing that I hadn't realized is that like in order to make money off of, you know, what appear to be very expensive ships based on, you know, my research now that I have to research <laughs> it, they just like they turn that shit around. Like once one cruise ends, the next cruise like piles in there. It's like, you know, with airlines when we realized they weren't cleaning the planes in between Ugh. flights and it's basically like you're flying in a dumpster. Why do we all hate cruises again too? It was, oh yeah, COVID. They COVID. brought COVID. I mean, also right. just terrible oh, for yeah. the environment as well. Yeah. Are they? Oh I mean, yeah. Well, oh, because of all the dumping. Yeah. That you were just And saying. just like all the, yeah, just the fuel it takes and it's, and then on top of that, the the kooky labor laws for flying like international flags and being like, I don't know whose country standards we treat these employees to. They're we're yeah. on the sea. Sorry, I was just getting this Alaska cruise deal. It's three hundred bucks right now. So. Wow, three hundred bucks is what they'll pay that. you to come. <laughs> 
and you can it's really action-packed because you can actually watch the uh glaciers melting from global warming so and watch the big (laughs) while you contribute to it yeah well are there glaciers left to melt are they still there are the one cruise i went on was like when my grandmother was still alive it was like one of she she just wanted to go on a cruise really bad and so we went like she so she was a lot older but i was like fuck it i mean i I haven't been on a real cruise and we went to alaska and shit and one of the stops was like, let's go through a gr- glacier field. And it's like, just bums you out. You're like, it looks like a bunch of rocks and a couple ice things. And they're like, yeah, well, all right, maybe we'll turn around now. <laughs> like, <bummer. laughs> oh, my God. What if we just had a cruise line labeled after just like climate disaster? Yeah. Just like a cruise called like two years left of whales. Right. Like, yeah. Clock's ticking, y'all. Clock's ticking. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. But what's the name of that plastic island? Didn't they name the it? The gyre? Like the or yeah. Pacific yeah. gyre? The Pacific garbage gyre? Trash yeah. gyre? Trash gyre. That would be a good name for a band. All right. Or a boat. Or a boat. The trash gyre. <laughs> <laughs> Border, beautiful Royal Caribbean cruise trash gyre. <laughs> yeah, the, the SS norovirus. So that, that seems like open and shut. Like, okay, the CDC got the cruise industry to agree to this. The cruise industry, obviously, like they would be the ones who would fight against this. They agreed to it. Obviously, they had a very rough COVID-19, so they are probably more aware than anyone that like they need to be careful and like that those high standards are probably necessary. Enter Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida or the government of Florida. Um, So he's currently using COVID conspiracy theories to basically reboot the Red Scare. And he signed an executive order in April banning any kind of vaccine passport in the state. What? Yeah. Why would you ban that? Uh, our writer, Jay, speculated that he might be a bunch of COVID molecules standing on each other's shoulders inside a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, so much magnetism. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but the order mentions uh, protecting the free flow of commerce, in quotes, while also banning any business from requiring customers to prove that they've been vaccinated. So basically he's shutting. He's so... Wow. He's making what the CDC and the federal government has mandated illegal in Florida. So now there's like this Florida versus the federal government case that is holding up like the cruise industry's ability to reopen. Um, You know, some cruises like one uh, Norwegian cruise, I think, is choosing just to not come from Florida, even though I think it's like uh most U.S. cruises leave from Florida or uh, yeah. a large percentage of them. No, I didn't know that. But then Royal Caribbean Cruise, they're basically being like, nah, DeSantis is right. We're uh, we're not going <laughs> to fuck with that CDC thing. And they had been like with it before. And they're like, yeah, but we thought that that just meant that you had to do that level of testing for the test run and not the actual, like, when we have customers one. So that's why we did it before. Just complete horseshit. Sense. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. It's, I can't imagine a more doomed cruise line. Yeah. I, I'm, that, what I, whatever. I mean, this is, people are have their own bizarre calculus in their risk assessment. And it's like, in this one, you're like, uh, as calculus- an industry... 
yeah, or I would call it crayon math on the back right. of the yeah, shopping bag. <laughs> but like whatever this calculations are, it, even for like the fucking cruise lines, like y'all took the biggest L because of that diamond princess fiasco. And they're like, yo, this whole boat is just COVID. And w- what's going on? Then Tom Tyler would be like, yeah, we're not. I mean, the, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll put more hand sanitizing stations out. That's you. You know what you're setting yourself up for. Yeah. By inherently, because these are closed environments that you have a bunch of people, especially when you get in those lower decks, like where's the ventilation oh, coming from? Like, what do you? Oh, man. Okay. God. What? And also cruise ships, like they're going over international waters. Like, how are they even negotiating that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the port that they leave from, right, is at least part of the part of the calculus uh, right. or subtraction. Edition. This morning I read in the Washington Post, I don't know why I just said I read it. I literally looked at a video clip on someone else's <laughs> IG story. Hey, come on, 2021, we said I it. read it. Yeah, that's what reading is now. Just, even the crayon math in my brain drew a picture of me with a newspaper. <laughs> mm. Like holding it up. Oh, I like reading. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures. They were saying that the pandemic is on the rise higher than it's ever been all over the world. Yeah. Right. So, like, are is this the, is this like a bizarre U.S. strategy to like spread COVID because our infrastructure can supposedly handle it in comparison to other countries? We want to wreck. Like, what didn't do a good job the, like, last year? I think yeah, we're just also, doubling like down. viruses don't work like that. They're not. You can't just like contain them like that. Like you can a missile strike or something. Like it's not. You can't direct it that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's bad. It's just that, like, toxic... I mean, that's just me assuming we're just, like, infecting people and sending them outward into the world. Which I think is where we would be headed if this... Calling, uh, <laughs> taking a cruise ship from Florida. Yeah. Thank God COVID's not real. But yeah. if it was... That, Yikes, it, that is interesting because now, like, Royal Caribbean Cruise will be, like, probably 80% Republicans on on board. And yeah, right. Oh, vibe bizarre. check. Quick vibe yeah. check. You're like, well, this Quick is the vibe. one that doesn't require us to be safe yeah. or whatever. And, you know, fuck. Ugh. It's a it's a it's a fucking nightmare. But then the Only end of the day to you, not sleep with a Republican. There you, go. <laughs> you look at just like, yeah, we we have these blind spots like, well, pe- the vaccinations rates are very high here compared to everywhere else. And like most Americans are like, well, I don't have a real context for anything that's happening globally aside from like narrowly what i'm seeing in front of me anecdotally so i'm assuming everything's great and yeah like you said it it's it's still ravaging the planet and we still have you know a terrible way of distributing vaccines to places that need them so i don't know what what goes on but at the end of the day like in my mind i'm thinking like come on capitalists like you know you need consumers that aren't dying to buy your shit so, yeah, what doesn't it that? behoove you to make sure, like, well, shut the fuck up. We need everybody. We can't have any more dead customers. I don't know. Healthcare is health. one is that, of the top industries in America. Yeah. Is that what the stimulus package was? The stimulus package was just like, we're going to let everybody just get infected. And so and we're going to this is our this is our money while we watch that happen. Just Right. Well, real quick, I do want to end on a happy note. There are 15 oh. Chinese elephants <laughs> on a 300-mile journey in China what? across the continent. Scientists don't know why they're doing it, but they, they usually don't roam very far from their normal habitat. 
They're going across the continent. They've raided farms for food and water, visited a car dealership. They've been caught trotting down urban streets by security cameras at night. And, you know, they're in danger, but fortunately they're being like followed by a swarm of drones that are just like keeping tabs on them so that they don't get hurt and so they don't hurt anyone. So the main consequence of this has been a lot of adorable pictures of elephants sleeping in big packs next to one another. Yeah. They're spooning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's like it is it is a little frightening, though, too, as I think when we were kind of just first talking about it, it's like, what if uh, one of those drones are like, they're like, fuck, we're getting chased by those fucking electric birds. Y'all, we got to go. Right. That's <laughs> what's actually driving them. They're like, what's right. their deal? Why do they keep going? Huh? Get closer and like uh, put the noises out, put more noises yeah. on them. But yeah, I don't know. I just I God, I. I, I, like as whimsical as it is, like I hope it's not like the thing is like, and that's when we knew the Earth right. was dying, right? Yeah, yeah. Truly, that's when. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be like just in that our bizarre film. It's like it was the elephants. Yeah, should have seen it coming. Not the uh, other stuff. I feel like this is the closest that we've come to, like when you have a really drunk friend who you're trying to like babysit. And I thought like, you were going to sure say that... Noah's Ark. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I more associate it with like somebody who is like just going through eating everything, knocking shit over. And you're just like, oh, but you don't want to don't let them hit their head. Oh, they're going to hit their head. They're going to hit their head. No. Right. <laughs> Fuck, you threw that pillow down right at the last second. <laughs> Zara, it's been such a pleasure as always having you uh, on Jack, TDZ. I would hold your hair while you puke. That Aww. means so much to me. Uh, I will take you up on that. Where <laughs> can people find you, follow you, uh, fund you? Zara Comedy, Z A H R A Comedy. I'm working on my comedy special. It's in post production. It's my birthday. I've got to raise $10,000 this summer. Mm. Help me out. So I can get you guys some clips. I can come on back here. We can celebrate some jokes. Yeah. 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 Last time, I think you, you came on your birthday a couple of years ago, I remember, didn't you? And then like we had like a wine fund for you. Oh, yeah. Man. Thanks for that. Yeah. I drank it. <laughs> got wasted. Gave birth to a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wild time. And now here I am, just single mom and nine to five. <laughs> Uh, and is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Okay, I was trying to find a good one to to compete with y'all. I'm I'm 41 now and I still can't do it. Yours are still going to be funnier than mine. I don't I I still don't understand how people research on Twitter because <laughs> like, like find <laughs> funny shit on Twitter. Find anything. I get distracted in about like two seconds. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. I'll wind up looking at baby ducks. Right. And <laughs> but okay. I found a He-Man gif that's just words I can't pronounce. That's just making me feel really old. He-Man Twink Fodace. <laughs> What's Fodace? What's Fodace, you guys? Is that a new one? Is it Fodachi? Fodace? I have no idea. What is this? He-Man is a twink for days? Is that what it's saying? <gasps> for days! Four days, four days. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> Pretend this never happened. Miles, uh, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Too, <laughs> too chug for me to understand. 
<laughs> Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also check out uh, 420 Day Fiance, the other one. If you like 90 Day Fiance, come hear me ramble about that. And some tweets that I like. Oh, boy, I got a couple here. And when I say a couple, I mean one. Actually, no, two. First one is from a uh, past guest, Tori Glass, at Tori Glass. Tweeted, I'm 36, and literally the only way I can figure out if I should use desert or dessert is stressed is desserts spelled backwards. And um, <gasps> shout out to people who still have to have those things in their minds to like remember how to spell shit because for whatever reason, just knowing the order of the letters wasn't enough. Mind blown. And another one from at Rob Delaney. Rob Delaney tweeted, guys, my friend Mike, who works in VFX, made a crazy realistic deep fake of my wife making out with her karate teacher i found it in our email my wife and i share and i am dying he's so funny this is the only possible explanation <laughs> making out with her karate teachers <laughs> oh, side note did you know in the etymology of desserts it did used to be deserts oh really wow. yeah you know the um the saying. This is one idiom I know. Here we go. Get your just desserts. Yeah. Deserts. Huh. Well, because it used to be based on deserves, like what you deserve. Oh right. Oh. Deserts. Yeah. Learning all. We're learning. The way I learned it is, you want more desserts, so more s's and desserts. Oh. So that's shit. a new thing. Right. That's new. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not contradicting you. I'm just giving people a helpful thing. Got it, got it, got it. Stop contradicting me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'll still hold your hair. (laughs) Let's see. A tweet I've been enjoying. Tam Yahia at Dances with Tammies just tweeted, How about when vampires move off fast? Lol, the fuck is that shit? (laughs) <laughs> I agree. Find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. Read the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song are we linking off to in the footnote? Oh, my one of my favorite bands, Hiatus Coyote. They got a new album coming out, but they have a single out called Red Room. Uh, and this is Red Room by Hiatus Coyote. Great band from Australia. I really encourage people, if you love funky bands and you're like, damn, they're so good. Hiatus Coyote is one of those bands. Like, you just can't believe how locked in they are as a band. And they're so funky and talented. Uh, and I'm excited for the new album and this one. The mixing on these little rim shots that the drummer's playing like, make your neck snap off. So mm. please check out Red Room. Uh, all right. Go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.